Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. My name is Jeffrey Davis, and I'm host of Radio Entrepreneurs. Every week, we like to focus in on the segment Entrepreneurship and the Law, and that means we're talking again with Mark Furman from the law firm of Tarlow, Breed, Hart, and Rogers. Welcome back, Mark. Hi, Jeffrey. Great to be with you. You know, the laws are changing as quick as we talk, almost weekly. So what's the hot topic today, Mark? Well, this isn't necessarily the hottest topic but it's one that I, I find all the time in my practice that comes up and that, um, and the inconvenience when something goes wrong, um, how you go about resolving the disputes, something nobody pays any attention to, but we live in a, um, you know, an international world and uh, people are doing business all over the country and they're selling product all over the country. And if something goes wrong, you know, where do you want to have to resolve the dispute? In your backyard or 3,000 miles away or in a foreign country? So mm. it just seems like a boring subject because uh, entrepreneurs are thinking about all of the positives of a particular deal. And, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, things that come across my desk include cases where there's a problem. You know, somebody gets hurt, uh, property is damaged, uh, a uh, delivery isn't made on time, there are lost profits, there are um, all sorts of a domino effect from something that goes wrong. So, uh, you know, most agreements that I see, frankly, with prepared by entrepreneurs, don't even broach the subject of what law will apply and uh, where the dispute will be decided. And sometimes that makes a difference in who wins. It certainly makes a difference in how convenient the forum is. Different states have different statute of limitations, different states uh, allow different amounts of damages. In some states, you can disclaim certain types of damages and others you can't. So it's just this, I'll call it the mundane, the boring uh, stuff that lawyers focus on um, has real life implications for clients when a dispute arises. So I like to remind entrepreneurs of that from time to time because it's a whole lot easier to prevent the problem than it is to solve the problem. I have the classic case where in one dispute involving the uh, purchase and sale of a business, there were four different places that the dispute had to be resolved. Arbitration in Atlanta, a lawsuit in Florida, arbitration in Boston, and a lawsuit in a court in Massachusetts. That's not an efficient way to resolve disputes and it costs uh, the parties a, uh, a lot of money because their agreements didn't address where the dispute would be resolved in a way that made any sense. No lawyers were involved. Well, Mark, uh, 
I've, uh, I've always felt over the years that you're the one who taught me to be careful because as a management consultant, it's fairly frequent that clients ask me to get involved with deals of all sorts uh, as either a third party advisor or directly with, let's say, a, a, another company or a large corporation. And whenever I read the, uh, let's say, the NDA or whatever I'm sent by the, by the other company, it always talks about litigation. If there's litigation, California, Illinois, Louisiana, and also paying legal expenses, the second part, who's paying the legal expenses during the process. And I always tell my client, I go, I'm not negotiating anything if I'm getting on a plane to California to, to litigate because we're, we're, we're both in big trouble and I'm not paying their legal expenses either. So it, it's true. So many times my clients don't read that stuff and whenever I do go back to a company, I say, look, we want, to, we want to work this out with you, but we don't want to be traveling cross country to do litigation with you. We don't expect to be doing it, but you got to, you got to do this as a Massachusetts thing. You got to make it easy on us if you really want to make a deal work. So you've taught me those two things. And that's probably the first area I go to when I'm looking at those documents. And I, I owe it all to you. And you've probably, I haven't gotten in trouble, but I would still say you saved my bacon many times. Well, I uh, appreciate that, Jeffrey, the kind words. But, you know, the, the thinking can be instinctively that it's just boilerplate. So people sign NDAs just as one example um, without really giving it much thought. Well, of course, you know, it's an NDA. Of course, you're going to keep it confidential. Um, but, um, but disputes do arise, and it takes five minutes for a lawyer to read an NDA typically. And, you know, you're not looking to reinvent the wheel. You're just looking at, you know, what are the big issues? And as you correctly point out, where any dispute gets resolved, whether there's an attorney's fees clause in there or not, um, those would be kind of hot bite button issues for me. Uh, and I think they, it's helpful for clients, you know, people just, um, I've seen cases where uh, entrepreneurs very, very busy have even had uh, key employees write their agreements, their employment agreements. I really don't recommend that. Uh, uh, Jeez, I uh, wonder why. Uh, but, you know, some of the things that I, I see, I just think if, if people weren't so busy and they stopped to think about it, you know, when employees' interests aren't the same as a, as a uh, empl employer's interests, the perspective um, uh, company to be acquired, their interests aren't the same as a potential purchaser of the business. People have different interests and it's uh, helpful to just recognize that and protect yourself because the cost of protection upfront is um, very, very small compared to, you know, getting involved in some business dispute. Business disputes are notoriously lengthy, expensive and, uh, so, um, 
you know, just don't lose your optimism that well, makes entrepreneurs so successful. It makes, makes it so enjoyable to work with them. But uh, just take a step back and see, have your advisors, your folks like you, folks like me, your, your uh, CPAs and, and use them uh, efficiently, but effectively to protect, protect your interests. I think in general, before we go, the, the rule of thumb is don't sign anything without checking it. If you're an employee, an executive, a chief executive officer, a senior officer, or a corporation doing a deal, you just, you know, people always say, well, we have these simple things you need to sign. Please take a look at it. As soon as I hear simple, I'm thinking, wait a second, is it really that simple? You know, it's always, if it's too good to be true, it's usually too good to be true. And I think you're right, Mark, you've always been cautious. And I've always said that you're, you're a very effective person because you are cautious and a worrier. If somebody's looking for you and wants to know more about these agreements, how would they find you, Mark? I can be reached at M Furman, F-U-R-M-A-N, at tbhr-law.com, or my direct line is 617-218-2025. And remind everybody on Radio Entrepreneurs Every Week, we have Mark Furman featuring entrepreneurship and the law. You know, very important. Thank you very much. And we'll be coming back with more stories on Radio Entrepreneurs.